listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast with your host, Timothy Lambert-Monk. Yes, yeah, so we welcome you in to another episode of the Full 10 Yards Podcast. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. I hope you enjoyed all the Thursday games there yesterday. And I hope you did the sensible thing and took today off as well, which is what I did. And I've gone and knackered myself out and done, done loads of shopping, trying to get prepared for Christmas. Because, let's face it, it's a month and two days away, uh, which is quite a scary thought. Uh, we the end of November already and near the end of the regular season of the NFL. Uh, no Lee today. He is in, Man- in Manchester, so we have the enabled deputy in, of course, our resident tips expert, Adam Wolford. Adam, did, at, what, at what time uh, did you did you end up passing out? Um, I was out last night. I got back about midnight. I think I've probably got to sleep at half six, and my alarm went off at five fifty this morning for work. I was not clever enough to put a day off. Ah, rookie, absolute rookie over there, son. Absolutely. I know, I know. I've been struggling today. In fairness, I wasn't too hungover. We were fairly sensible. We ended in the casino for a couple of hours, so I had a couple of hours of relative sobriety while I was trying to concentrate on three-card poker, <laughs> um, which probably helped today, but it's been a very hectic day and it's uh, quite tiring now. Mm. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm all for, just after the podcast, getting on the couch, watching a film and just uh, crashing crashing to, uh, to sleep but yeah I mean, unfortunately it wasn't wasn't the the, the greatest slate of uh, Thanksgiving days we've ever had uh, Adam was it it was uh, Chicago at Detroit obviously first up Chicago getting the win Chase Daniel obviously coming in at quarterback uh, for the injured uh, Mitchell Jabisky obviously with a shoulder injury there should be fine for next week but Chase Daniel obviously knows the system he's been a part of the Matt Nagy Andy Reid offense for for years and years despite you know only throwing 80 odd passes over the, the, the number of years uh, he's been in the league. I think he's like the most expensive. Uh, he's 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 earned the most money per throw uh, in the NFL. So that's not that's not a bad job to have, is it? No, that's pretty good. Yeah, I, I heard earlier that he before this game he had a hundred percent completion percentage uh, percentage in two seasons because <laughs> he'd thrown three passes. Yeah. In yeah. in the in the two years that he had uh, he had played. So yes, he's definitely winning at life, much like Sam Bradford, but. At least Chase Daniel hasn't had to get injured. No, absolutely not. No, uh, Chase Daniel ended up 27 or 27 completions at 37 attempts, 230 yards, and two touchdowns, which was enough to get past this um, Detroit poor Detroit team. Two interceptions from Matt Stafford. Although Legarrette Blunt had a decent game, 19 rushes, 88 yards, and two touchdowns, which was quite surprising actually. Obviously, no one saw that one coming. Uh, Chicago Bears, one of the best rush defenses in the league. Uh, but that that team there, Detroit, without you know the talent and in depth, you know, only Golladay. There was no Marvin Jones. There was no Kenny. Uh, there was no Kieran Johnson in this one. Um, but yeah, I think the key to the this this Chicago uh, offense is is Tariq Cohen because Chase Daniel didn't really. And I, I know I know the stats say that he he threw quite a lot and you know he made throws when he had to. But Tariq Cohen seems to be just be the key of this of this Bears offense. Yeah, he, he's un. He's undefendable at points. So yeah, if if they get him on a good day in space, you're not gonna not gonna be able to stop him. He's that that good. And obviously, I uh, as a fellow short person, I made a point of uh, mentioning it quite a few times that the guy's only five foot six and mm. he's playing professional football. So mm. go little people. Yeah, go little people indeed. Yeah, I'm only, I'm only five foot seven. <laughs> so um, yeah, no, Street Cohen coming yeah. out and the, you know dumping out to the flat and checking out and we're doing a wheel route or. You know, going straight out and to the sides. Yeah, when he's in space, he can he can break people's ankles. 
Um, just yeah. on, on the turn of a dime. But yeah, Bears defense obviously coming up. Uh, Trump's again that, that pick six from uh, Jackson. I think that's his second uh, in a couple of in as many weeks. I think. Uh, I think it's the third of the season. Mm. I think. Um, and yeah, like you said, two and two and two, two and two or three weeks. That was a horrible, horrible throw from Stafford. Yeah. He stared down the man. Yeah. And everyone in the whole stadium knew what was going to happen. Yeah. It was yeah, it was a ridiculous throw. But mm. I did say Bears minus three and a half. So. That came through for me on that one. Yeah, I like the I did like the unders on this one, uh, which obviously came through as well. I wasn't really in any doubt, but uh, yeah, Bears defense twenty interceptions now on the season, which is most in the NFL. Uh, and Eddie uh, that Jackson has the same amount of touchdowns as Julio Jones, so there is that. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on, uh, so Chicago eight and three now, uh, taking a, a huge step to the to the playoffs. You, you can't imagine them not not being in the playoffs this season. Yeah, I had to cash out my. Um, I had a six fold of teams to win their divisions. Yeah. I had the Vikings in it, and yeah. last week after watching the Bears dismantle them and just thoroughly control them, I had to cash that one out. I'm glad I did, obviously after last night. But yeah, the Bears, they're they're nothing much on offense. They're much like a they're a better Jaguars basically. <laughs> that their defense is getting them through the games. Mm. Whereas I don't think Trubisky's anything special. He's made some nice throws, mm. but when you have all your players schemed open by two, three yards every every time, you should be making the throws. Yeah. But yeah, the, the defense is on another on a on another level. And surprisingly, they only got two sacks last night, though. Mm. Um, the Lions I saw earlier were triple teaming Cleo Mack at yeah. times, yeah. which is just ridiculous. But mm. the guys, the guys, amazing. Yeah, and I noticed as well. Stafford was uh, quick to release quite a lot of his throws in the first half for my side. So I didn't, I didn't really pay attention towards the second half, but yeah, first half they made a made a point of getting the ball out of Stafford's hands quite quickly. Obviously, that plays into someone like Theoretic's hands, uh, PPR. Um, yeah, yeah, not really much too much to say. Detroit falling to four and seven, and they're done for the season. Second game of the night: Washington at Dallas. Dallas taking this one quite comfortably uh, in the end. Colt McCoy's uh, interceptions costing them dearly. Uh, both teams now six and five. Dallas taking it thirty-one to twenty-three. Um, where, where do we start with this one? I'm not, I think the, the turning point in this one was Demarcus, Demarcus Lawrence's interception, uh, which is a, a nice little interception actually. Uh, Zeke had a, another massive game on the ground, twenty-six rushes, one hundred twenty-one yards, and the touchdown. Now leads the league in rushing yards with a thousand and seventy-four. Adrian Peterson's actually fifth on that list, which was a bit of an eyebrow raiser to me, but just shows what he's done this year on top of uh, still belting his son. Dak Prescott, <laughs> Dak Prescott, a quarterback, had another great game, another game over 200 yards uh, passing. It's becoming, it's becoming a, a common occurrence now, which is a bit unusual. Nearly nearly 300. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> more than half of them to one player, but yeah. Yeah, <coughs> that's absolutely. why you gave away your first rounder for him. Yeah, absolutely. Dak Prescott, 22 of 31, 289 yards and two touchdowns and the rushing touchdown as well to boot. But Amari Cooper, my God, eight receptions, 180 yards and two touchdowns. A couple of big plays in there, obviously padding the stats a tiny little bit. Uh, but it wasn't really a good game in the first half. It was a bit of a defensive battle. Was, you know, not really me. They can really get too much going, as has been the case for many Dallas games this year, uh, but the second half. So I don't know whether it's the case of Jason Garrett and, and Kara actually making half-time adjustments. I mean, the only half-time adjustments they ever make is usually to his, his headset so he can he can spit a bit more cleaner out of his mouth. But um, yeah, what, what a game by Cooper. But it's really opened up this Dallas offense. Yeah, I, I said it last week when I picked uh, Dallas as my upset that obviously I was a lot, along with pretty much everyone else in being sceptical over the value of Amari Cooper. But mm. 
I hate to give Jerry Jones credit. It, it seems like it's it was what they needed. That he didn't seem like he was much of a threat in all honesty until this week. Mm. But the fact that he was there opened up a lot for Zeke ground. And like you said, Zeke has now had what three or four weeks of 150 odd combined yeah. yards, something yeah. like that. Yeah. And uh, since Cooper came in, and yeah, it's the the teams completely different now. I mean, Dak near, nearly 300 yards. <laughs> you would never have thought that at the start of the season. No, absolutely not. Did you see Jerry Jones's, I don't know if you watched the game, did you see Jerry Jones's when they panned to him he had his arms out like the Night King who's just throwing the javelin to bring down the uh, dragon? Really? Yeah. <laughs> like th- That was his kingdom and he's uh, he's created it. Yeah, it's almost as if he's like, are you not entertained? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, all, he had all well, his cronies. Once, yes, f- 50... F- 54 points in a Dallas Cowboys game. Yeah, who'd have thought it? Who would have thought it? But yeah, obviously yeah. Dallas now uh, prime position or in in the division. Although Eagles still have an outside chance if they if they beat the Giants uh, this week, they've got they've still got the Washington Redskins to play twice as well, and of course Dallas uh, in a couple of weeks uh, as well. Dallas obviously Thursday night next week at home against the Saints, so might be coming back down to earth. Uh, in that one, I've just realised um, Dow. You know, you know when they they shorten the team names, uh, it's well, like was Dow. Dow Dow is actually yeah. Do that backwards is lad. So yeah, Dallas is just full of lads. Um, I might edit that out because that's that's pretty that was pretty awful. Um, talk, 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 yeah. Talking of pretty awful, uh, the the fumbling in Atlanta. Um, not quite sure what was going on there, but they went to New Orleans and got pasted as well. Uh, Julio Jones, Cameron Ridley, and Matt Ryan with a couple of fumbles. All there, which was pretty much the reason why they lost this game. Calvin Ridley obviously fumbling on the one-yard line, uh, but Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints keep rolling. Yeah, unsurprisingly, I was asleep by this one, but I was caught up with it this morning. Yeah, I think it was three three red zone giveaways by the Falcons. So they, it sounds like they're in it, and it was the ultimate troll job by um, Sean Payton, who doesn't care for your fantasy team. No. And he definitely doesn't care for your bets with the players who scored for them mm. this week. No, I saw I saw a couple of those um, players come up actually. I did think of you because you do like a random person that I've not even heard of. Um, so I, I yeah. did, did you did you not have any Tommy Lee Lewis or Keith Kirkwood or Allah the rest? No, I saw that they signed Tommy Lee Lewis off the practice squad earlier that day. Dan Arnold, obviously, I've heard of a couple of times. Keith Kirkwood has had a few catches in recent weeks, but there's no way I would have picked Austin Carr. I mean, I went with a couple of randoms. Mm. I went with Josh Hill and um, Taysom Hill. Because I think Taysom Hill is going to score at some point this season. Mm. But obviously my randoms weren't random enough. No, no, clearly not. Uh, Julio Jones had another big receiving yards without a touchdown game. 11 receptions, 147 yards. Obviously had that fumble as well. Uh, he leads the league in receiving yards now with 13.65. But yeah, I mean, not. I think we kind of all expected this this kind of scoreline to happen. I think I, I didn't like the high line of 60. Um but it just seemed of the, all the, the receivers that Drew Brees threw to, it was, it was almost as if they were all like um, there just because of the Make a Wish Foundation. So they kind of just played for the Saints on a snap <laughs> and and caught a touchdown in the end zone. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, Michael Thomas four for thirty eight, Alvin Kamara one for nine. Yeah, and then you got Dan Arnold leading it with forty five yards. Yeah, it's crazy, crazy which, stuff. I, which is yeah, just just ridiculous. I mean, if you look at the best stats. Drew Brees, 171 yards, four touchdowns. And then you look at Matt Ryan, 377 yards, and only the two touchdowns. It's just a crazy, crazy game. And Matt Ryan also led on the ground. Mm. 
16 yards from Matt Ryan. The next closest was six yards yeah, from Tevin Coleman. I mean, we know the Saints have got a good run defence, but that's just ridiculous. Yeah, Tevin Coleman obviously had a bit of a garbage time touchdown there, saving fantasy owners for him. He's had quite a few disappointing weeks. He's still the running back 13 on the year, but the last three consecutive weeks he's had less than 10 fantasy points in standard scoring. Uh, but on the Saints side, yeah, that, that defence obviously was poor at the start of the season, but they're coming to the fore now and playing like the team that we saw last year. Uh, they are fighting the Rams for the number one seed, and they have obviously the head-to-head over them as well. So all things... It all looks like the NFC, the the Saints is going to run through the NFC there for the the playoffs. So that will be be a hard be a hard look to see past them getting to the Super Bowl if they keep playing the way they are. Any other other thoughts there from Thanksgiving? No, not much. No, I enjoyed my night. That's about all I can give you. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Just before we get to the rest of the week, twelve games and all of our best bets as well. Just let you remind everyone out there. Uh, at full 10 yards is our Twitter handle at touchdown tips is Adams and at Tim underscore monk 85 is my Twitter handle over at full 10 yards obviously we have a November competition where you can win a Larry Fitzgerald jersey head over to our pin tweet there and follow the instructions not the uh, the most of entries that we've had so far compared with our October one so if you there's a really good chance that you could uh, you could win that jersey so Head over there and uh, complete a, a review of the podcast either on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts from and retweet the tweet and you'll be in with a chance to win that. Let's uh, look ahead to Sunday games then, Adam. So let's start off with the Battle of Ohio, the Hugh Jackson Bowl, the Browns at the Bengals. The Bengals, yep, uh, sorry, uh, sorry, yeah, <coughs> Bengals three-point favourites over under 46.5. Yep, obviously I've got this one. Um, my Cincinnati Bengals are 5-5. Five and five. They started the season really well, but then got a ton of injuries to key players. Uh, I don't think we've had a week where we've had the starting lineup that we want to start this season, which has really derailed the whole thing and made them pretty much unwatchable, frankly. I mean, I, I used the Ravens last week as my nap on one of my websites, and it, it came through, unfortunately. The, uh, the Browns, obviously, are coming off a bye week. They should be fit and healthy and ready to go. Nick Chubb should be in for a good game because the Bengals cannot defend the run at all, um, which is a very big worry. They they were a little bit better last week with the almighty Hugh Jackson in, and I'm sure Hugh will have bought some trade secrets over from Cleveland, and he will be helping Marvin Lewis with with the game plan, which fingers crossed should help. <laughs> um, I mean, we were we did look a little better last week on uh, defence but we couldn't have looked much worse uh, AJ Green is questionable to be back this week um, I'm thinking he probably will be because this is the season really, I mean if we lose this week he may as well have the rest of the season off anyway because we're not going anywhere but as it stands we're still in with a chance of making the playoffs because there's about three or four teams mm. on 5-5 five and five, around 6-4 and four, that kind of area Yeah. Um, so We'll see. The um, the Browns and the Bengals play each other again in a month as well. Um, it's, it's it's annoying as a Bengals fan that we didn't play them at the start of the season yeah. because they're now settled in a bit. The uh, the one saving grace for the Bengals is that the Browns are 0-5 on the road this season. Mm. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if that changes this week, frankly, but it, they're always hard-fought battles, these AFC North games. Mm. So it should actually be quite entertaining to watch. Yeah, I think on the AJ Green point there, I, don't, I think he's trending towards being likely out uh, from what I saw. But yeah, it may, certainly makes sense. Obviously, Bengals' season's still on the line, but I don't. I think he'll miss one more. Uh, I, I still think you can, 
you, you should beat the Browns at home. I know the Browns are improved from previous years, uh, but you should you should have enough there. Browns Browns off the back of the bye. It'll be interesting to see what they do with Baker Mayfield on the bye there. Obviously, he's not had uh, as good a season as maybe you'd have hoped when he came in and won, won their first game of Thursday night football against the Jets, which seems absolutely years ago now. Uh, but he's 13 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, 285 attempts, 61% completion rate. So not the not the greatest of, of, of stats there for Baker. Uh, pretty much like all the rookie quarterbacks this season uh, who <coughs> seem to have been just chucked in at the deep end. But Nick Chubb is going to carry that team, I think, on Sunday against the Bengals who give up a hell of a lot of yardage. Um, Nick Chubb, yeah. the current running back, 21. So, yeah, like I say, he should have... A lot, of, a lot on the ground and a lot through the air as well, probably. Uh, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see if they change anything up there. It, the Browns, obviously Greg Williams there now, uh, Hugh Jackson on the other side. be interesting to see how kind of that one plays out. You've got, you've got to think that the Browns are motivated to, to put one over on Hugh. You'd think so, wouldn't you? Yeah, you'd think that that would be their main motivation. Obviously, we know that Greg Williams uh, knows how to motivate his players, mm. whether it's legal or not. Um <laughs> And yeah, like you say, this this bye week is either going to be going to have been really good or really bad for them because if they've had a week and a half of just getting shouted at for everything they do by Greg Williams, then it could be a bad thing. But they did seem to be playing up for him mm-hmm. after we took over, and uh, Freddie Kitchens, the new offensive coordinator, he seems to have shif- uh, shifted things around a bit. And Chubb, I think Chubb is the the best. Best running back in fantasy over since Carlos Hyde um, left. I don't know whether you had that off the top of your head, but he no. was definitely in top five since Carlos Hyde. Yeah, uh, I mean, it ma- yeah, I mean, it makes sense. He's currently running back twenty-one, but yeah, two hundred scrimmage yards, la- uh, scrimmage yards last week against, uh, last time out against Atlanta. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure uh, the Browns will throw the, the Freddie Kitchen sink at the Bengals uh, to try and we try <laughs> try and get the win in this one. Browns three six and one, uh, realistically are nowhere near playoff contention. But Bengals probably it's more important for them than it is the Browns. Be a bit interesting to see, like say AFC North uh, games are obviously ho- hotly contested, so um, should be a good uh, should be an interesting game to watch that one. Uh, moving on to 49ers at Tampa Bay uh, the battle of the, the top three picks in next year's draft I, I assume um, the quarterback carousel in Tampa Bay starts with Jameis Winston this Sunday uh, Tampa Bay are three point favourites and the over under is 54 which I thought was quite high but this one could turn into a sneaky bit of a shootout 49ers coming off the back of a bye Matt Brader should uh, shake all of all his injuries now I think he was fine uh, back in week 10 so uh, he's the RB18 on the season. He exploded against New York Giants last time out. 101 yards on the ground and a touchdown uh, added with a 31 yards through the air and another touchdown as well. So Matt Brader should be good to go. This Tampa Bay team, like the Bengals, they give up a lot of yardage. They give up a lot of points. So he should have another good game for all your DFS. Uh, but just be interesting to see how many times the quarterbacks get changed this season for Tampa Bay. And it wouldn't surprise me if they, they flip around a couple of times in this game as well. Yeah, did you hear the stats about interceptions? That the top, the top three for interceptions this year are Sam Darnold, and then Jameis Winston and Ryan Fitzpatrick, <laughs> who've obviously played half the games each. Yeah, they uh, they know how to give the ball away. Mm. Yeah, uh, on the ground uh, for Tampa Bay, Peyton Barber had his first hundred hundred yard rush game for Tampa Bay. So again, it could be a sneaky high score in this one. So. If you've got any marginal decisions there, you know you could probably be okay with this one. Tampa Bay, obviously at home. George Kittle, tight end four uh, on the season. Uh, obviously paired with Nick Mullins, who's now the starter coming off the bye. 
Uh, had 250 passing yards in his first two games, so there's enough there to to keep uh, enough enough players on that 49ers offense uh, serviceable for fantasy purposes. Uh, obviously, San Francisco traveling all the way over from the West Coast to the East Coast. Quite a lot of those this week, actually, uh, this week in the NFL, which is quite unusual. Uh, but you know, all the West Coast games, obviously, are nine o'clock games, so a lot of them teams are traveling over. Because so I think they've even they moved the Indianapolis Miami game to a nine o'clock game, which is not usually the case. Uh, but yeah, 49ers Tampa Bay, not really too much apart from fantasy that you'd be too interested in watching this one for. So that being the case, let's move to another game with we can echo similar thoughts. Jags and the Bills, <laughs> both both three and seven. Uh, the Bills getting three points from the Jags, and the over under here, uh, thirty seven points. Yeah, not uh, not the most thrilling of games. I think the whole narrative in this game is Jalen Ramsey versus Josh Allen after the interview that he did in some magazine over there and he basically called Josh Allen trash and that he's never going to be an NFL starting quarterback so I for one definitely want Allen to just constantly throw the ball in Ramsey's direction mm. uh, and destroy him because I think Ramsey's a bit of a beep so <laughs> we'll uh, I don't I, <laughs> I don't think that'll happen frankly because unfortunately Ramsey is a very very talented player but mm. I would love the Bills to put some numbers up on the Jags this week mm. because of that. The uh, the Jags are on a 0-6 losing streak. Um, you've got to imagine that the personalities in that locker room, that there's going to be a lot of arguments every week, every game, with how badly they're doing at the moment. And you would imagine there'd be a split between the defense and the offense because the offense just aren't moving the ball. Last week was ridiculous with the Blake Bortles thing that they – they just didn't let him throw it. They just kept going run after run after run, getting nowhere um, against the, the Steelers. So you've got to think that the defense have definitely probably given up with Bortles. I know that the coaching staff don't have any option, but it's not good. But this is um, it's also a battle of two of the best defenses in the league. Mm. The Bills are actually the second best defense um, by DVOA, which... Seems crazy, especially given the amount of time they're on the field. Yeah. But that's that's really impressive. And the Bills are actually the only team in the AFC East on a winning streak. <laughs> <clears throat> for, for possibly the first time ever. Yeah, who'd have thought it? Um, yeah, like I say, just for those that didn't quite get it, Josh Allen will start this game, I think, uh, off, the, oh, yeah. <laughs> off the back of a bye. Um, but like you say, yeah, best two, one of the, the best couple of defenses, uh, especially against the run as well. Uh, but be interesting to see how the Jags respond. Obviously, they got their their hearts ripped out a little bit last week against Pittsburgh. I just wonder if they've kind of taken the soul out of that team now and they're they're dead for the season. So I can actually see the Bills winning this game. Uh, I don't think the Jags will fancy going all the way up north and playing in uh, pretty cold conditions up there in, in the slush uh, in Buffalo. Uh, I can see Josh Allen say wanting to put one over on Ramsey and and that defense. Uh, Josh Allen opens this this offense up a little bit. I know it's. Uh, Bit of an oxymoron that one, but uh, yeah, Josh Allen with his legs. I think he, he, you know, he's he can put up fourteen to twenty-one points uh, when he when he plays. And just thank God we haven't got to watch Nathan Beheatman or or any of those other uh, dustmen there on the depth chart. So don't really need to speak to spend too long on that game. So let's move on to another poor game: Raiders at Ravens. The two and eight Raiders. Obviously, coming off that that win last week uh, with the kick as time expired against the Cardinals, Ravens five and five, another one of those five and five teams looking to come. You know, the current sixth seed, Lamar Jackson, obviously got his first start last week, uh, rushed for 27, 
27 attempts, although three of those were obviously kneel downs. But it'd be interesting to see. I was thinking from a betting perspective, it'd be interesting to see what uh, how many rush yards they put up as a prop. Uh, they haven't got anything. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, I mean, if I if I'm a, if I'm a bookie, I'm putting probably what 95. Mm, no, I, I I wouldn't go that high. I don't think you'll get any action on the overs mm. there. I, I I think it'll probably be around 75. Mm, yeah, maybe. Yeah, it depends how much the overreact. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't. I'm not. I'm not saying for one second. I don't think he'll rush 20, 20 at least twenty times this week. It'd probably be nearer the fifteen to twenty range. I'd have thought. Uh, but obviously, there's a bit more you know, video on him, a bit more tape on him now for the Raiders to kind of study if the John Gruden does that kind of thing. But again, Raiders again another team that are travelling from the West Coast over towards uh, you know two two different time zones. Brandon LaFell is on IR, so that you know they're just depleted. They have literally no one on that, on that team. Uh, it's pretty much just Jared Cook, and then that's that's pretty much it. Uh, I think even Doug Martin got pulled just last week, and for for Jalen Richard. Yeah. Uh, but defense has been has played okay last few weeks. Uh, obviously, Gus Edwards, the running back that everyone's been sought after this week on fantasy football. Be interesting to see kind of what that dynamic is there in that backfield, whether it's a committee hot hand approach. But this Baltimore t- is number one in total defense in terms of yards per game. Like I say, they're the current six seed. The uh, they're ten point five favorites. The over under here is forty two and a half. I think it should be pretty straightforward here for the Ravens. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, it it does annoy me last week the fact that surely if you know anything about football you know that Lamar Jackson's just going to keep running the ball mm. and yet the Bengals didn't seem to be prepared for that in the slightest I mean they're just at half time but the first half it was just ridiculous mm. um but like you say there is a bit more video and whether whether Gruden does look at it is is another thing but mm. there is video out there mm. um Marcus Marcel Aitman is uh one to look for for the Raiders mm. he uh he led the team last week um, in receptions yeah. uh, after LaFell went out. So mm. if you want one of my good old randoms, uh, then he's probably one that I'm going to be looking at. Yeah, I saw that actually uh, to, to your Jack, uh, the Lamar Jackson point. When he was actually in the pocket and threw, I, I can't remember the exact numbers, but I think it was 10 of 12 or something for 120-odd yards. So um, when he got a clean pocket and was at, had time to throw, he actually made some decent throws. Uh, and he, I think he came out and made it. There's, there's a great quote. Uh, from him earlier in the week, saying that he can throw as well as run, and it was just like, oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, oh great! So you are you are a <laughs> you are a quarterback then. Um, but yeah. yeah, yeah, should be straightforward for the Ravens. One that's not necessarily so straightforward: Seahawks at Panthers, the Ed Dixon Ed, Ed Dixon revenge game. Uh, if you Ooh, like nice. the uh, five and five Seahawks travel uh, across across the country to the six and four Panthers. Panthers three point favorites here. Over under is forty six and a half. Adam. Yeah, this should probably be game of the game of the night and I I don't know if it's on Sky I would assume that they've chosen this one um, and they should do uh, it should be a very good game the mm-hmm. Panthers have won 10 in a row at home um, and I do honestly think that will probably continue it should be very interesting how Seattle line up because they're the first they're the top team in the league for rush attempts but the Carolina the Carolina Panthers are the sixth best defense against the run so they should be able to slow them down there, which means Wilson, Baldwin, Lockett, and the rest of them should, in theory, have to pass the ball more and have to catch more. And in general, the uh, the Seahawks are normally much better in the second half of the season, Wilson and Baldwin especially. Um, it, I'd expect Carolina to lean on the run with uh, Devin Funches probably out. Ironically, that's probably a good thing for them because the youngsters in Carolina have been 
brilliant they've been electric this year dj moore and curtis samuel could make something out of nothing and they have been scoring some ridiculous touchdowns um the seahawks are also very good against slot receivers but given the fact that carolina mix all their players all over the place i don't think that will make too much of a difference Mm -hmm. um i think it will be a fairly tight game i think the line's three and a half Mm -hmm. um but I do expect the Panthers to win just because it's at home. Yeah, Panthers obviously coming off there that that humongous loss there away to Pittsburgh last Thursday night, which again seems absolutely ages ago. Um, yeah. yeah, should be should be yeah, should be a decent one this one. Uh, just a note on Doug Baldwin's not been practicing at all this week, so it might be just worth monitoring that one. Uh, can probably fire up Tyler Lockett. But yeah, like I say, Seahawks. There, uh, I think they've got the most rush yards. Uh, of any team in the NFL per game this season, uh, and say Panthers obviously have a decent run D as well. So it'd be interesting to see how that one that one matches up. Should be a good one. Um, moving on, Patriots at Jets. Patriots and Jets obviously both coming off the bye. Uh, Brady and Belichick are usually pretty good, and the Patriots are off a bye. So it'd be interesting to see how how much of hurt they put down on the Jets. The Jets are ten point underdogs over under here is forty seven. Um, Sony Michelle and Rob Gronkowski should be good to go on Sunday. Obviously, have, having the buyer to rest up. But yeah, I mean, uh, I don't, don't really know what to say about this game. It should be just a run of the mill, ordinary, you know, Patriots win. Really, Sam Darnold is going to be in, is injured, and Josh McCown's going to start for the Jets at quarterback. So, fully expect an easy Patriots win in this one. I didn't really have too much to, to say otherwise. Yeah, the the history. Might suggest otherwise, to be honest. The Jets have covered the spread for the last five years in New York. Uh, obviously, that's with completely different teams, and I'm not sure that this Jets team is capable of doing that, but they always seem to play up against the Patriots. Um, and it's very, very rare you'd ever get the Patriots coming off a bye and coming off a loss. Mm. It's kind of double motivation for them. They're, they're yeah. very good coming yeah. off either of those separately, so yeah. I hate to think how good they are coming off a loss and a bye. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've noticed actually quite a lot of teams this season. Um, look, quite a lot of teams that have come off a bye, both come off a bye facing each other. You don't usually get that. No, this one especially was a weird one because obviously all the AFC had a bye on the same week, which is a bit strange. I mean, it makes sense. They it should they should do that because it makes it fairer. Mm. Yeah, no, it was, but in, in like you say, Patriots are uh, coming off a loss, usually come back double hard. Like Man United in the old days, we were under Fergie, but yeah, and again, off the off the bye and a loss uh, could be a long afternoon for Jets fans. Uh, talking of long afternoons, could be a long one for the Giants if the Eagles bounce back in this one, which I think they will do, but the 3-7 and seven Giants travel to Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, yeah, prime bounce back spot here for the Eagles, uh, in my opinion, but the Eagles favoured by six, the over-under here, 47. Yeah, I, I'm not so sure. I, I think the defensive um, oh, injuries are really, really hurting them at the moment. I, I think they're down their first four cornerbacks. And when you're going up against Eli Manning, well, <laughs> sorry, I completely misspoke there. When you're going up against Odell Beckham and <laughs> Saquon Barkley and Sterling Shepard, you are going to be in trouble if you can't defend the pass. The good thing is that Eli Manning is still garbage. So that kind of levels out uh, the the greatness of Beckham and Barkley. Mm. But I do think that the Giants are going to be able to move the ball all day against the Eagles, frankly. Uh, yeah. I think on paper, the Giants are probably the better starting roster. Mm. Um, I don't think Wentz has played as well as he did 
last year. I mean, obviously, he's been coming off the injury. Last week, they went against a buzzsaw in the Saints. So I think I should probably be writing that one off. But unfortunately, the world is all about recency bias at the moment. And mm. they were very poor last week. Uh, the run game will look a lot better this week, though, because as we said earlier, the Saints are very good at stopping the run. The Giants aren't as good. Uh, so Josh Adams should have a pretty good day, uh, game. And ironically, the Giants are better on the road um, away from New York this season. I'd assume it's something to do with the media. They're just happier being away from that New York media. But uh, I believe they've won all their games on the road this year, which is a bit of a bit of a weird one. Mm. Yeah, the, I mean, the, the key for me in this one is the offensive line for the Eagles and yeah, both sides of the ball, they've not really played great this season, but the Giants have only had 11 sacks total in the whole year. So I, I think Carson Wentz is going to have time to just pick apart this Giants defence. Uh, and I, I agree that the Giants will keep up with them and score score heavy and Odell Beckham should have a monster game. Uh, and, and Evan Ingram, Sterling Shepard and Saquon Barkley ran all over Philadelphia on Thursday night football uh, way back when. Uh, whenever they, they the reverse fixture was, but I just I just think this is, uh, I really really like the over as well in in this game over forty seven I think is is going to be it's going to sell straight over that because I think that the the likelihood there's going to be some you know short drives for long yardage uh, touchdowns could be could be quite prevalent in this in this one so I just think it's going to be a shootout and I think the Eagles would will, will will nick it but um, yeah should be should be a fair, a fair few fantasy points to share in this one. Definitely, yeah, yeah. Um, hopefully, Evan Ingram can get some. They, they seem to have gone away from him. Rhett Ellison, mm. the uh, the other tight end there, seems to be getting two thirds of the snaps, which yeah. I don't really get. I know it's a new coaching staff, but surely they saw what Ingram did last year. Yeah, it was a bit. Yeah, it was a bit surprising actually. A bit of an eyebrow raiser. We have to uh, wait and see. See, maybe maybe it's injury related. Obviously, he had that MCL, MCL Spain uh, a while back. Don't know if he's maybe not shaken that off totally yet. He should have done, uh, but who knows? Uh, who knows? So, unfortunately, we can't blame Ben McAdoo for that one. <laughs> I'm sure we still can, and I'm sure uh, the New York media probably still do. <laughs> uh, the, the Giants actually have won one game at home. They won. Uh, they're one and four at home, while they're two and three away. So. The form's slightly better away, and they're on a two-game winning streak, so... Yeah, yeah. It should be an interesting one. I, I definitely like the Giants getting six, and I would possibly bump that to plus seven if you could. Yeah, I mean, certainly the Giants come on a two, two-game win streak. Eagles have, have lost the last couple. Um, certainly momentum and morale would be the uh, the uptick would be in the Giants' camp, so it'd be interesting to see how hard they play the Giants and kind of if the Eagles can shake themselves off. But like I say earlier in the podcast, if the Eagles can win this one, they've got two games against Washington and then on, and Dallas uh, in the next couple of weeks as well. So, you know, they're not potentially out of the division. So I still think the motivation's there for them. I say it's just been whether they can come through the adversity of the injuries there. So it'd be interesting to see. It means what they've done all season and struggled with. So um, maybe yeah. I'm just trying to predict something that maybe isn't there. To let's move on to Cardinals at Chargers. Uh, Chargers favoured by 13 in this one over under is 44. Joey Bosa should be set to start his first game of the season. Was on a limited snap count last week. Uh, their wild cards pretty much secure if they pretty, if they win this one you'd think uh, they're quite a couple of games ahead of the, that chasing pack at five and five. Uh, Cardinals though won't be that many uh, that that mad much of a pushover. They uh, gave Kansas City a good a good match a couple of weeks ago at Arrowhead Stadium and they've improved quite a lot under Brian, Byron Leftwich. But then again, it wasn't hard to uh, considering if you compare that to um, who was it Steve Wilkes wasn't it? No, Mike McCoy. Mike McCoy obviously um, 
driving that that plane down straight off the uh, that. Let's try it again. Driving that bus straight off the cliff. But uh, David Johnson obviously has seen an uptick in usage, seen an uptick in production, especially for fantasy owners. Uh, I don't think uh, the Cardinals will be too far away in this game, but uh, still, Chargers should be in this one quite comfortably. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the the Cardinals are zero and five on the road, so yeah, definitely don't expect to win. Yeah. No, I'm lying again. No, they're one <laughs> and three on the road. It was it was the 49ers who were zero and five. I just misread that one. Um, yeah, the the Chargers had a disappointing result last week, but they were the better team, and yeah. it was the clock management at the end that let them down. It was a very Chargers result for them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you, you'd imagine they'll bounce back, and they've got the perfect bounce back spot against this team. Yeah, yeah. Philip Rivers obviously thrown in a, a, a bit of a wobbler game that you're not seeing from him for a little while. So like I say, yeah, they should they should have won the game. They turtled they turtled up a little bit, and um, you know got got killed at the death there. That Philip Rivers should have taken the sack there uh, rather than throwing it into the ground on that on their last drive uh, to to take 40 seconds off the clock. But the Cardinals defense uh, a bit underrated, as I said last couple of weeks. 13 sacks over the last three games. Uh, they faced San Francisco. Kansas City and Oakland are so not the greatest of teams by any stretch of the imagination, but you know, still sacks. Um, averaging 20, they average, they give up to average of 20 points a game as well, which is not the worst in the world, uh, considering some of the teams that are playing this season in the NFL and the modern NFL. So, Cardinals D aren't too bad. Obviously, Patrick Peterson is back there still as well. So, um, yeah, it could be a bit closer maybe than the minus 13 handicap line suggests in that one. Moving on to Battle of the Five and Fives in the AFC. Dolphins at Colts. Uh, Colts are favoured by 7.5 in this one. Over under is 51. Right at the centre for the Colts, Ryan Kelly is out. Uh, but obviously, Colts have not had uh, given up a sack in the last five games. Uh, so it'd be interesting to see if Ryan Kelly's uh, absence does anything to, to change that. On the other side, Tannehill uh, expected to start in this one, Adam. Yeah, that was my one stat I had for this game, that uh, the, the Colts haven't given up a sack in five games, mm. mainly because Quinton Nelson is a absolute beast. And an animal, there was a video going around that I retweeted recently that really tickled me, and it was just it was him singing along to um, a bit of Eminem, and the little subtitles at the bottom just really tickled me. And it wasn't... <laughs> It was one of those that most people will probably watch it and not really laugh, but I was laughing my head off. And I, he just seems like a, a bloke who's enjoying life at the moment, mm. and he should be. He's he's brilliant. It was when he was drafted, um, sorry, in the draft last year, he was touted by a lot as the best overall player, uh, regardless of position. So he's proving that at the moment. Yeah, um, the, the five and fives. One of these teams should be more, and one of these teams should be considerably less. The Dolphins are. They're just not a very good team. They're they're one and four on the road, away from their nice, humid, sticky, uh, muggy homeland in Florida, um, and that them having so many home games at the start of the season has really skewed their um, their their record a little yeah. bit. So I can't see anything but luck and the Colts running all over them. Mm. Frankly, this week um, the Colts obviously are in a run for the AFC South. They're still two games behind, but they've got to play the Texans again. Um, if they win their remaining games, which I believe that a lot of people now think they're capable of, and I can see why they have been very, very impressive recently, mm. then they, they'll they'll win the division, frankly. And it was something that we mentioned a few weeks back when we did the mid-season review that you could have got 14-1 to 1 mm. for the Colts to win the South. I yeah, think that's yeah. down to about 4-1 to 1 now. Mm. 
Yeah, um, no, I like they, it. They've been very impressive. Yeah, that, that Colts-Cowboys game in about a month's time could be quite pivotal for both divisions, uh, so that'd be quite an interesting one. But yeah, I'm, I'm kind of hoping the Colts miss out on the playoffs a little bit, so they maybe go under the radar a little bit for next season, because I'm not being funny, but they're just uh, one or two pieces on, or well, a couple of pieces on defence from being, you know, they, they could be good for a while, this Colts, this Colts team. Yeah, definitely. There's, there's a lot of young players there as well. So, like you said, once um, now that they seem to have finally realised that protecting one of the best quarterbacks in the game is a good idea, mm. then there's no reason why next year they can't push on. I mean, the, the only thing is that they do have Andrew Lux, so they're a very public team because of yeah, that. So yeah. I'm not sure we'll get the odds we really want next year, but... No. It would be uh, it would be quite nice. I think you'd probably get good outright odds, maybe or AFC uh, conference odds, maybe. But uh, obviously, we we'll have to wait and see on that one. But I'm kind of hoping, just keep my eye on that one, just to see kind of what price comes up. I'd want something like 25s, 33s, maybe to have a little dabble on there. Should should be because uh, I think you know you've got the Chiefs now who. You've got the Chiefs, the Patriots, the Steelers, and the Chargers. Obviously, should be on, but in in front of the uh, in front of the Colts. So it'll be interesting to see what price you get. But yeah, Andrew Luck, sixty seven percent of his uh, passes completed this this season, two thousand seven hundred sixty nine yards, twenty nine touchdowns, nine interceptions, over a hundred on the passer rating. So he is back. Uh, just it just it's like I say, if they, they get a couple of pieces, invest on that defense in the draft next year. Maybe sign Le'Veon Bell. I mean, that could be that could be a force to reckon with uh, that Colts team. Yeah, the um, like you said, Andrew Luck, he's second in the league with touchdowns now mm. uh, this season, which is a remarkable comeback given yeah. everything he went through last year and that it looked like there was a good chance he might never play again. No. But he's he's just picking people apart this year and it is because mm. he's finally protected. He's got confidence that he's not going to get smashed every time he drops back. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was one of those that write, write him off, but I'm 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 glad to see him back and, and doing what he does best. He's uh, certainly one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Moving yeah, on to Steelers, second seed in the AFC, uh, travel to the Broncos at mile high. Three-point favourites are the Steelers. Over under here is 47. The Steelers should should win this one. It can be a bit... I don't think we from the Steelers. We haven't had that that kind of game yet that they've fallen flat on their face. You know the away game that they everyone expects them to win and then they fall flat on their face. Um, so this could be that one. Um, Philip Lindsay uh, should have a, should have a, bit, have a good game in this one. What a find he's been um, this season for the Broncos. I wonder if they actually regret drafting Royce Freeman, um, which is quite an interesting one for debate. But yeah, Philip Lindsay last time out versus the Chargers, uh, 11 rushes, 79 yards and two touchdowns. This, of course, is the Emmanuel Sanders, Emmanuel Sanders revenge game. Uh, obviously, he was a former Steeler way back when. But Big Ben, um, not really had much of a home road split this year. I know that's kind of been the narrative with him. Uh, he's got the second most pass attempts in the league, 416 and fourth in passing yards. Um, but yeah, obviously, the Steelers sh- should should have too much firepower for the Broncos, although, you know, again, Broncos kind of defence stepping up a little bit last week against the Chargers, but that was more uh, kamikaze, self-inflicted damage from the, from the Chargers' point of view rather than the Broncos kind of winning it, but they, they kind of steal that one. But um, the Steelers should, should, should take the win here, despite being away. Yeah, like you said, it's a trap, isn't it? It's, it's one of those that we all know the Steelers should win, but... They do have those games. I mean, maybe last week was that game because Big Ben was awful for three quarters and they managed to bundle their way through in the end. Mm. So maybe that was the down game and yeah. they will pick up for this week. But it, I do think that the, the Steelers will win. They are probably the second best team 
in the AFC this year, which obviously their their second seed, but the way they've been playing, they've they've been on a massive run recently. They have been a lot better on defense, and the offense is ticking. I think now they know that Love Bell's not there. I, I know that you mentioned them ransacking the locker room last week. It was, I think, that was more cathartic than anything else. Obviously, none of them need his stuff, but I think it was just a kind of right. This finally done, mm. um, and they obviously do like James Conner. Yeah. yeah, just a little bit on the Philip Lindsay thing. I saw someone tweet this earlier. Uh, he went undrafted. He got $15,000 to sign. He's now ninth in the NFL in rushing yards, and he's played more offensive snaps than the entire seventh round of the draft combined. <laughs> There's a stat for you. So, yeah, he's uh, definitely uh, been having a pretty good season. Mm, yeah, and cathartic there. One for Susie Dent. We'll have to get her on the blower and find out what, <laughs> find out what that one means. Um, okay, let's move on. Just a couple of games left to go. Sunday night football should be a good one. Packers at Vikings. Essentially a playoff game. This one, the loser um, pretty much goes home. Although if the Packers win, they could probably both go home, to be quite honest, judging by the wild cards uh, records of those teams in the hunt. Uh, Vikings favoured by three over under his 48. Yeah, Green Bay are 0-5 on the road this season. Yeah. They uh, have... It's safe to say they've not been very good no. away from uh, Lambeau. Uh, and the Vikings have a very good home field. So, surely that's leaning to the Vikings winning. Um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, after watching all of the Bears versus Vikings last week, I realised how, or A, how good the Bears are and their defence. And B, Kirk Cousins doesn't show up in prime time. I, I like Kirk Cousins. I think he's a very good quarterback. I think he's definitely an upgrade on Case Keenum. But... In the big games, he's just something just happens. Last week, he was seeing ghosts. He was throwing awful passes. So I'm hoping, personally, because I do want the Vikings to win the Super Bowl. Still, I'm hoping that he figures that out um, mm. against a not amazing pass rush, not amazing secondary in Green Bay. He should have the time to do it. Adam Thielen is bound to be a little bit healthier than he has been, um, but they need to get a run game going. They had no run game last week. No. And not they they weren't even getting the ball to cook out of the backfield. Um, he's one of the best pass catching backs in the game, and they just weren't using him. Yeah. It was um, a very weird, very weird, annoying situation. But Mike Zimmer at home, he is very good at covering the spread, and he you'd imagine after they drew this one last year, uh, last, last earlier in the season, yeah. that um, he will have marked it as a kind of get right kind of thing. Yeah. Um, the Packers do have a run game. They've finally figured out Aaron Jones is quite good and seem to be giving him the ball a lot more. And for Aaron Rodgers, he is welcoming back, hopefully, Jake Kumarov, um, who over the preseason he was banging on about all the time. Uh, and he seemed to really like him. So if he is back, I would be looking at him for an anytime scorer kind of market. Because uh, MVS... Uh, Valdez Scantling over the last few weeks hasn't no. really impressed so they're basically just left with Devontae Adams again uh, they've also got Jimmy Graham uh, trying to catch balls with a broken thumb uh, I know <laughs> that a lot of us will probably say that's not going to make much difference because he wasn't doing anything anyway Woo. but I can't imagine it being a very good thing to do no no, I think the key to this game for me is the Vikings' offensive line. They can't they can't hold um, hold up the pressure for too long, can they? Which is obviously why Davin Cook struggled. Uh, it's why Kirk Cousins is under pressure and under duress quite a lot, and it's often why Adam Thielen gets a lot of the checkdowns because 
Uh, and Diggs doesn't usually get a lot unless it's uh, yards after the catch because he hasn't got time to develop his routes and, and get a bit further down the field. But, uh, yeah, the Vikings, if they hold up on, on the, the, the Packers' pressure, and the Packers are a bit depleted on defence as well, uh, the back end, and they're not, you know, Mo, Mo Wilkinson's done for the season as well for the Packers. So should essentially get a bit more time in this game. So I, I think you'll see the Vikings in a lot better light than they, they did against the Bears, obviously one of the best defences in the league. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, it, it was offensive line issues last week. It, it destroyed the game for them. But they, they last year they managed to deal with it. They managed to work around it. And like I think against this Packers team, they should. Yeah, I, I agree. They should have. Um, they should look a lot better than they did last week. Hmm. Okay, moving on to final game of the week. Uh, we've saved the best till last. Monday Night Football Titans at Texans. Uh, Titans must win game for the Titans, really. Uh, we don't know who's starting at quarterback yet, whether it's Mariota, Mr. Wet, 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 or the blonde Bonshell himself, Blaine Gabbett. But the Texans' uh, defense, uh, you know, last couple of weeks, five sacks, two interceptions versus Washington. They ended Alex Smith's uh, season and seventh in total defense. The Texans should. Should win this one, favoured by six and a half over under here is forty one and a half. But a big AFC South game, and say one for the Titans uh, that they need to win, otherwise they are pretty much done because uh, they're not going to be. <sighs> it's quite hard to know what the Titans are all about this season, really. But um, yeah, you'd the Texans never not actually been convincing at any point really this season. They could have lost a hell of a lot more games than they've than they have. Uh, but I'm not really too excited about this one because I think whichever team wins this division uh, will be one and done in the playoffs anyway. Uh, no, the Colts are going to win a playoff game when they <laughs> win the division. So, uh, <laughs> no, it, I, I agree with you. I don't think the Texans are particularly impressive. I think Watson has not been very good recently. He's let a lot of people down with that second back kind of draft pick that um, everyone bought into the hype on from last season. Uh, yeah, this, it's, it's a weird game, isn't it? Like you said, I can't judge the Titans. They They could easily win it by 20 points but they could easily lose it by 30 mm. they're, they're really tough to figure out this yeah. year yeah one, one thing for you is for certain if it's playing Gabbert at quarterback um, I'm not starting anyone uh, in the Tennessee Titans Corey Davis will fall for Cliff and uh, I'm not interested in any part of any uh, any of those so to start up your Texans D even if Marietta plays I suppose uh, could still be a case made for that starting Luke Hopkins you're starting Deshaun Watson uh, but I don't think there'll be many points in this one either uh, as the total the, the over under the over under of forty one and a half kind of suggests that as well. So, yeah, not a great one to end the week, uh, week twelve. So, a couple of good games in there, but there's a couple of obviously there's quite a few stinkers as well. Unfortunately, obviously you're going to get that when uh, Kansas City and the Rams are on a bye. But that pretty much wraps us up for week twelve. So, should we get into our best bets, Adam? Yeah, yeah, um, yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I can think of something. Ching indeed. So last week, Adam, um, kind of a small profit for me. I, I didn't haven't I haven't written down your results uh, yet, but um, anytime touchdown scorers seems to be quite a, f- a fruitful uh, a fruitful thing to go to. Yeah, I got three out of four. I think you were three out of four on yours, and it was the same. It was McCaffrey who let us both down. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think with the any times. Mm. Yeah, but say the some of the bigger price ones as well are coming up trumps for us at the moment. Pretty much saving our graces, uh, but we'll go we'll go again this 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 week. Uh, we'll start off as we always do with the money line. So what's your who's, who's your best bets for this week on the money line? Uh, just a second. Yeah, the um, Dak Prescott's won me two 
two bets in a week. He had uh, any time on Sunday and any time yesterday with the Thanksgiving game. Yep. And for some reason, he was bigger odds yesterday yep. than he was on Sunday, which just seems seems crazy to me. But uh, yeah, my money line for this week is the Bucks uh, hosting the 49ers, the Colts against Miami, uh, the Vikings I'm taking against the Packers and the Patriots on the road against the Jets. And it's about three to one for those ones. Um, the Bucks, as we said earlier, they uh, can definitely put up points and it's just a case of them scoring more than the 49ers, which I think they probably will do. Uh, I alluded it to I alluded to it that the 49ers are not very good on the road. They they were one on four this season on the road. Um, I, I just think the the Bucks are eventually gonna smash someone. Frankly, mm. um, the Colts are by far a better team than the Dolphins. The Vikings will probably be in a close game, but they do have a very good home record. And the Packers are 0 and 5 on the road. And the Patriots coming off a loss, coming off a bye. They should roll over the Jets as well. Uh, so yeah, three to one for that money line. Yeah, I mean, I looked at the the slate this this week and some of the odds. I mean, you've either got really short favourites or you've got games where you don't really like to call. But you ha- in order to get something decent for in terms of an accumulator, you need to put one of those teams in. Um, so yeah, I didn't really like this this week's uh, set of games. I've, I agree with the Minnesotas that they were my ones that I put in to just give it a little boost up. Because if you put uh, all the favourites together, I don't even think you get anywhere near two to one. So uh, I've gone for Houston to beat t- uh, Tennessee on Monday Night Football, uh, Indianapolis, Minnesota, New England. So the same three as you, uh, and I, I've added in Baltimore as well for a fivefold, and that's just, that pays just over three to one, so three point one five yeah. to one on Betfair. But yeah, unless, unless you put in one of those squeaky games in to. Get to get those odds up. You're really not going to get get rich this week unless you have a lot of money to start off with. Yeah, I didn't particularly want to put the Patriots in at one to five, but like you said, just trying to boost it up a little bit because there's that many very short price favourites. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I had a couple of dodgy ones that I was tempted with, but yeah, I, I landed on the Vikings as well. It yeah. was uh, the the least risky, in my opinion, of the risky ones. Mm. Yeah, I mean, the problem is when you put in one to five shots, I mean, you're kind of asking for trouble playing with fire and you're going to get burnt once or twice uh, during the season. So it's one of those where you put it in and then you get burnt and you think, oh, why did I bother putting a one to five shot in? Especially if you're only playing, starting off with a five or a couple of quid or something, it's really, really not worth it. But um, yeah, yeah, just to eke it over, over three to one, I I stuck them in. So yeah, they're the money lines. Okay, so what is a bit better, obviously, is the pickums on the handicaps and the total. So let's start off with the handicaps. Who have you gone for this week? Yeah, I... I've got the Jet, the Giants plus six uh, at the Eagles. I've got the Panthers minus three home to the Seahawks. And I bumped the Cardinals up to plus 14 and a half just to buy that extra point and a bit against the Chargers. Um, basically, obviously, we've talked about all this already. The, the Giants, I think, can score a lot of points. It may be a very high-scoring game. And I think that even if it's garbage time, the Giants will get up close enough to... Um, to cover six points there. It's actually ticked down to five and a half now, so you'll probably have to buy half a point there as well. Mm. Um, the Panthers are 10-0 and 0 at home over the last 10 games, and the Seahawks are travelling across the country for this early one. Uh, so I, I can see the Panthers covering the three there. And like I say, the Cardinals, I bumped up over two touchdowns because uh, I don't think the Chargers are really going to blow them away. No. We said... We said in the previews that the Cardinals have got a very good defence. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think plus 14.5. And, a half. and it, it's around 5-1 to one 
for that treble. Obviously, with the Giants line now moving since I wrote this two hours ago, you might knock it down just under five to one. But mm. I'd rather have a little bit more safety with the extra half point. Mm. Yeah, that's fair enough. We disagree on one of them. I've gone for C. Uh, so on my, I think on three of mine, I've kind of bought a point or half a point or so. Um, just to kind of swing it the way that I want to swing it to, to get the hook, as they call it, in America. Uh, I've gone Baltimore minus nine and a half. I just think that Oakland's travelling uh, to Baltimore aren't going to be interested in any part of that game and Baltimore can pretty much have their way of them. Uh, and I, I prefer Lamar Jackson to be in there because he, obviously he'll want to to impress and score points, put up points, have more production. So if Joe Flacco was there, I think he'd probably just get away with winning by a field goal or something stupid. Uh, Indianapolis minus seven against Miami. It's a Indianapolis Colts are rolling. Miami off the bye, but um, you know, Ryan Tannehill's back. So who knows what you're going to get with him. So I'm quite happy to take the team that have, you know, have the better offensive line and going to give time to Andrew Luck to throw and do whatever he wants with you know that defense on Miami is not great. They're not a great team. Can't see him putting up a lot of points. I know Indianapolis's defense isn't isn't great, but they're playing up quite a lot of teams this season. And now they've got the the carrot in front of them of you know potentially playing in the playoffs. That should be enough motivation for them to win by a touchdown. We get the push, obviously, if it's just the seven points. And then the one we agree uh, disagree on, Adam, is Seattle. I've gone plus three and a half. I've got, I think it'd be a field goal game. I think it'd be a low scoring one. And I say I know Seattle are traveling across the country which doesn't usually bode well for the west coast teams but seattle i think are one of the better teams uh, i think they have a 12 and 10 record uh, in recent times when traveling uh, across there and seattle again a pretty good the last couple of weeks got that run game going so uh, i've got a bit of faith in russell wilson and the gang to to keep it within a field goal and to say get that 0.5 hook uh, if that is the case for just over four to one 4.14 to one there with bet 365 for the treble Moving on to the totals, what's your overs and unders this week? Yeah, as um, as I say every week, I'll give out my warning that I'm useless on the totals. So I have Cleveland versus the Bengals over 46.5. I've got the Giants game over 47, which I'm pretty sure you've got as well because we obviously mentioned that earlier. And I've got Seahawks versus Carolina under 46.5. Uh, it's about 6-1 to one for that one. Mm. Uh, the Bengals can't defend at the moment, but... Even if AJ Green's out, I think they'll put up points against the Cleveland team. Yeah. So I can see 23 each uh, being fairly doable. Uh, the Giants game, they are against a team with hardly any secondary at the moment. So uh, Beckham, Barkley, Sterling, Engram, even uh, Mr. Ellison might be able to get touchdowns this week against that. And the Eagles should be able to put up a few more points than they have been doing recently. And Seattle versus Carolina, I think... It's going to be a lot of long drives because I think Seattle will still try and run the wall despite the fact they're going against a very good defense, which means that they'll probably take three downs on most drives. Uh, and Carolina, I think, will probably try and run the ball with McCaffrey quite a lot as well. So under 46 and a half in that one, I thought was a fairly decent bet. Mm. Um, yeah, six to one for that treble. Yeah, and do you know what's quite remarkable is I agree on all three. Hey, doesn't happen often. <laughs> um, no, no, absolutely not. Um, I, I mean, I've again, I've bought a few half points or a point here or there uh, to get slightly reduced odds just to kind of swing it a bit more in my favour. So I've just, uh, obviously you've got your lines there, which I'm more than happy to take. So essentially we're doubling down, but uh, over in the Cleveland-Cincinnati, I've gone 44 and a half, over 46 and a half in the Giants-Philly 
and then under 47.5 in the Carolina. Seattle's just a 4.26 to 1 at Bet365 there on the alternate handicaps. So um, what, what I do is um, when I when I do my handicaps and my totals, I make my own, <clears throat> excuse me, I make my own up just to see you know what I would bet at and see what the discrepancy is and then go with my with my my gut feels on on those so uh, those are the three but the New York Giants and the Philadelphia one uh, should be well over well over 46 47 points there so that's interesting to see how that one that could uh, we could crash and burn uh, with that one or we could uh, we could be on cloud nine yeah it's pretty impressive actually that we've out of all the options that there was that we've managed to come up with the exact same three yeah yeah it is quite quite astounding yeah. And like you said, especially given the fact that we quite frequently seem to go against each other with these kind of things. Yeah, well, I've noticed over the last couple of weeks when we've we've differed twice. Um, I usually I usually get one, and you usually get one. And it both it buggers both of our bets up. Yeah, but, that uh, sounds about right. Uh, just seen uh, just seen that the Patriots game is off the board, oh, really? um, and it is because Tom Brady knee slash illness is questionable for Sunday's game. Ooh, wowzers. so uh, that would. Uh, that would change things quite considerably. Obviously, if Brady doesn't go, uh, I will not be taking New England on the money line mm. in that uh, one no. to five. No, no. <laughs> Safe it... to say that. Uh, yeah. Even with Brian Hoyer, they should still beat the Jets, but you're not going to take that. Take that and party. Um, yeah, Brian Hoyer. Um, yeah, that's quite interesting. I'm breaking news, breaking news on the podcast. Love it. Um, just uh, obviously off the board stuff as well. Uh, anytime touchdown scorers, pretty uh, pretty lazy this week from the uh, from the bookies. I don't know if that's because there was a Thanksgiving slate of games. They've uh, decided to have their turkey and not do any work today. But uh, nothing is up really at the moment. There's a couple of firms up in the, with a couple of games, but not really too much to to give you too much of a preview on. So what we'll do is, like we always do, we'll post it up on Sunday on the website and on Twitter as well for our selections. Is there anything uh, before obviously the prices go up? Anything you do like, Adam? Either big or not? Um, no, I, th- I think you're right with the Thanksgiving thing. I think most of the bookies probably get their stuff from America, and I'd imagine the Americans are probably not doing too much work today. So, um, yeah, I think you're probably right with that. No, th- there's a couple of uh, long shots that I mentioned earlier. Uh, Jake Kumarov or Kumaro for the Packers if he gets priced up, because uh, at the moment they do have prices on the Packers games, but not him. Um, he should be... Pretty high. I'm thinking 14s plus. Um, and Aaron Rodgers did like him, and he's already been t- talking him up this week as well. Uh, there was one other person I mentioned earlier who, off the top of my head, I can't remember. Uh, try and look through. Couple, my notes. Of, couple. Of, I tell you one. While you're looking for that, one I did like is uh, Odell Beckham Jr.'s even money. Uh, I noticed yeah. that, that's, that's a standout for me. Uh, but a couple of big outsiders that obviously no prices yet, but a couple of people I'm looking at, Josh Allen, uh, Cameron Bray, Jacksonville, or Buffalo defences, Jameis Winston, Carl Rudolph. Uh, I think Carl Rudolph was actually two, under 2-1, two to one, so I'm not really interested in that. I was hoping for a bit bigger than that. But um, yeah, there's, there's a couple of names I'm, I'm looking at for the bigger, the bigger prices. Uh, Marcel Aitman was the other one for the yeah. Raiders, yeah. The, um, the lad who came in last week after... Uh, Brandon LaFell went out uh, again. The, I mean, they're playing against one of the best defenses in the league, so you're going to need big odds. You probably look. I probably wouldn't take less than like well double figures mm. uh, just on the off chance. Um, and maybe Rhett Ellison because uh, he's been playing a lot more snaps than yeah. Engram. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just taking advantage of injury news. Really, if you know that main players are injured, you can normally get there before the bookies and. Uh, 
normally get pretty good odds. Mm. I did. Uh, I don't know whether you saw my dig at Bet Victor yesterday I did. on Twitter. I did. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was I was quite happy when that one that one won as well. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's nice to know that they got back to you to say that they hadn't blocked you. That was nice of them. Yeah, they they have done. I, I can guarantee <laughs> they did because I couldn't see their tweets when someone quoted them. Yeah, yeah basically, um, I put a, I put a message out saying uh, that twelve to one for Trey Quinn at Bet Victor was a good bet. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't get on because Bet Victor blocked me and restricted me to casino only after I won three out of four player props bets mm. for about fifty quid. Yeah. Um, I was down lifetime. Uh, I think I was down about fifty quid on bet victor but because i took advantage of their awful trading unit who were setting very tempting lines they then blocked me pretty mm. much straight away and then replied to me saying oh we've not blocked you on twitter but we um we strongly disagree with your statement as well yeah. and then i had someone else reply saying that he'd had similar that he got blocked after nothing yeah. so yeah bet victor not the friendliest of bookies but i'm hoping that a few people got on the 12 to 1 I gave on Trey Quinn yesterday and yep. managed to take them for a few quid because I might not be able to make money on them, but yeah. I can tell people to. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Try and at least, as long as someone's getting involved and that makes us, makes us happy a little bit, I suppose. Uh, a couple of bets left to get through then, Adam, before we get out of here. Buffalo, uh, Buffalo are my upset of the week. I think they can win at home there against Jacksonville. Who's your upset of the week? I don't know what's going on this week, mate. I've got Buffalo as well, 29 oh. to 20. Jesus. <laughs> it was between Buffalo and the Giants, and I went with Buffalo. And yeah, that's uh, there you go, people. That's four corresponding four. bets that we've four got. So four in a row. If you if you want to be brave, you can go with that. Um, yeah. Good news for last week as well. We did we did win um, someone a fair bit of money again on Twitter. Who kindly he didn't annoyingly he didn't tag us. <laughs> he just said you you know who you, know you, who you are. are. Yeah. Uh, but we uh, yeah we definitely definitely uh won again and yeah. thanksgiving yesterday i gave out i think i put it on the podcast i gave out bears minus three and a half redskins plus eight and the Saints minus eight uh the redskins pushed so that probably turned into about two to one mm. but that one won i had anthony miller over 39 and a half yards that one won i had dak nine to two anytime that one and i i've got written down here that i had vernon davis 15 to two i don't know whether i gave that on the pod but i definitely had it myself mm. Um, nice. here so I, I had a pretty good Thanksgiving on it so just yeah. got to blow my own horn a little bit there Absolutely. before we yeah, before we move on um, I haven't got a nap or next best yet because I'm waiting for the anytime stuffs but obviously that'll be that is uh, on the on the website when that, when they're already that's fine I say if we if we're winning if we're winning the bets and we get the money we're, we're more than entitled to blow our own horns I've got an app and the next best already because I just like the prices that are available. My next best is Odell Beckham anytime. It evens with Unibet or Betfred. I just think high scoring game. Maybe Jay's just going to get his, isn't he? Even money, take that all day. And then my nap is over in that game. Like I say, we both we both quite like it over in the uh, forty six and a half is uh, ten to eleven with Sporting Bet or four point four to five with uh, Bet three six five as well. So I'm going over forty six and a half in that game as my nap. But say when Adam, when you when you come to decide your na- uh, naps and next best, we will obviously stick that up on the website and on Twitter when you have done that. But that pretty much wraps us up for the bets. Then Adam, uh, I suppose all that's left to do is get out of here. I suppose. Yeah, yeah, let's uh, enjoy the last couple hours of our Friday. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to go and cosy up on the couch and probably watch the rest of uh, I'm Celebrity Get Me Out of Here if it is still on. 
Um, what a Friday night, what a life I lead. <laughs> Living the dream. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh, don't forget to... Uh, it's better than me. It's, I've, uh, I have to finish off my write-ups for this week's matches because I need to get them off to um, OLBG so that I can get them up on the experts blog up there, which oh, I completely yeah. forgot about. I just added an email off him. So, yeah, yeah I've got another hour or so of work to do. So, well, at I, least well, yours is better than mine. <laughs> well, we'll let you uh, get off and do that. Adam, thank you uh, for stepping in for Lily. We will be back next week. And don't forget, if you want to get in touch with Adam on Twitter at Touchdown Tips or tdtips.com, where you can follow all his bets and all his advice, where you would be quids in, uh, where uh, just as much as you'd be quids in if you follow us on here as well. But, yeah, Adam, thank you for joining us. And we'll speak to you next week. No problem, mate. I've enjoyed it. Thanks for having me on. Uh, Yeah, thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. We'll be back on Tuesday for a recap of all of the uh, week's games. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Again, thank you for listening. Don't forget to check out our free jersey competition over on Twitter at Full10Yards. But until Tuesday, enjoy the weekend. Hope you win your fantasy games this weekend. In the great words of Kevin Cadle, it's bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter at Full 10 Yards or email the show full10yards at gmail.com.